What is up, friends? I just want to give a quick shout out to this week's podcast sponsor, Clarice Hicks with the Hauler program. Let me tell you really quick what inspired her. Her daughter had been getting bullied massively at school. Clarice went to the school looking for solutions and the school was found wanting. A few years later, another little boy who attended the school was being bullied. He ended up retaliating, but then taking his own life as a result. Clarice Hicks took massive action. She created the Holler Program, which stands for Honor, Observe, Listen, Learn, Elevate, and Reflect. This program is focused on positive experiences through innovative activities that focus on character, effective communication, and leadership building. She's located in Newport News, Virginia. She has a Facebook page, which is uh, psalmsandservice.com the holler, slash the holler program and she also has a Facebook page you guys I'm going to put both of those things in the podcast description you can go check her out Clarice if you're listening to this podcast today thank you for everything that you're doing in your community you are filling a massive void and we so much appreciate what you're doing and I just pray that God will continue to bless everything you put your hands to Clarice thank you so much for serving our community in this way Well, good morning, friends. This is Ashley Feeling Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it will be April 20th. Oh my gosh, already the end of the month. Just to let you guys know, if there's anybody on here that's homeschooling, which I would imagine most people are still, right? I've been homeschooling for the last 13 years. I'm actually doing a kind of Q&A tomorrow. Um, if you go to my Facebook page, Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell, we're going to be talking about dethroning fear and embracing your purpose in homeschool. So I hope you guys can check that out tomorrow. Um, it's going to be at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. I think it's just for an hour. Um, I'm pretty sure it'll be available for like a replay or whatever. So you guys can check that out. I hope you get some value out of that. Um, you know, dethroning fear in your homeschool. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having that conversation with you guys. So check that out. It's going to be on my Facebook page. Um, the link will be and so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to share that with you guys because you know what? Fear should not be in any area of our life. So today we are going to be discussing um, the practice of being for others. We are now in our communication series. Last week, you guys, we were kind of unpacking three mindsets that, you know, you need to have in order to cultivate super meaningful, deep relationships. Um, check out that podcast last Thursday to kind of be able to get some tools that you can take into your life for that. Um, things you're going to continually do every single day. And it's funny because no matter what, no matter how long you've been in relationship with somebody, like I shared an example, you know, with me and my husband, we've been, you know, together for almost 20 years. Um, this is something we're still practicing, right? It's just, it just looks a little bit different, but these are things that we're, you know, just always have to go back to. And uh, so it's, it's been a really great process and it's going to be a lifelong thing. You know, that's one thing I've, I've had to set in my mind that life is truly a journey. It's not about getting anywhere, but it's just about being, growing, developing, and uh, really just appreciating um, the time that we have and the being grateful that, wow, there really is tools out there for all of us. So anyway, you guys, I'm looking forward to, to sharing um, with you guys today the practice of being for others. It's actually pretty dang simple. 
because there's no agenda. It's just being with somebody, understanding them, getting to know them. And isn't that a really fantastic way to build trust? So I'm looking forward to that conversation. Uh, before we get into it, though, you guys, I want to pray and I want to share a couple things with you guys that the Lord has been kind of working on with me. Um, I hope it encourages you. Um, you know, I think it's just important for us to just kind of be talking about um, what God is, is doing in our lives and encourage ourselves, encourage the people in our homes, encourage other other people out in the world who um, may need the grace that God is pouring into us, you know, and that's what the world needs, right? It's God's grace, God's grace in its various forms, which will come to all of us through you um, sharing your story and how God is working in your life right now, you guys. So anyway, let's go ahead and pray. I want to share some thoughts with you guys and let's get into the whole conversation of the practice of being for others. So let's go ahead and pray and then we will talk about all these things. So, Father God, thank you so much, Lord, for this day. Lord, I just thank you that for the work that you're doing in all of our hearts right now, God. You are strengthening us. You are encouraging us. You are helping us to remove the barriers and the, the planks, so to speak, that keep us from seeing who you really are, Lord. You're breaking down the walls, the barriers. Lord, we want to experience you for all that you say you are. Not living in the past of this is what's happened, so this is true. Not limiting ourselves based upon what we can see or limiting ourselves based upon ourselves and what we've been through with you. But Lord, we really truly want to understand what it means to go from glory to glory and to walk in freedom. You say where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's liberty, you know, help us to really understand that on a deeper level and to understand that your presence is truly enough, God. You heal us, you provide for us, you strengthen us, you do so many things, Lord, and help us just to understand that you alone is truly sufficient. And we are your children, God, so help us to understand in this time really what that means. Not That won't be just head knowledge, oh, super cute, okay, we're God's kids but we're walking in the authority of it. Like we had the revelation. So I just pray for amazing revelation upon all of us, God, in this time as we seek you, um, that you will pour yourself out, God, that we will open ourselves up to that and that you will help us to just see you for who you really are, Lord. So I love you, God. I thank you for this time. I pray bless this podcast. Bless my brothers and sisters, Lord. Give them strength for the day. Give them grace, God. Give them whatever they need, Lord. You know where they're at, God. So I just pray you'll meet them where they're at. They, they can be refreshed. And that uh, the burdens can come off of them, God. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So we love you, Lord. We thank you for this time. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So before I get into, you know, the practice of being for others, I wanted to share with you some thoughts that were kind of running through my head this morning um, in hopes of encouraging you guys um, in some type of way, you know, with what with what I'm thinking about and what the Lord's doing to me. Because I, I want you guys to... I really want you guys to get some more freedom in your life. You know, um, I was a Christian for a very long time that was underneath the bondage of being a Christian. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, right? But my mind did not correlate freedom with peace, right? It was like, okay, God's word, but then, then you know, the law and the weight of it. I was truly living under the law of God, not really under the spirit of grace and the love that surpasses knowledge. I was really living under you know, the knowledge of God in a sense of, okay, this is what it is. And then, you know, finding myself in burnout, stress, anxiety, frustration, you know, just all of that. And I'm just like, this does not make any sense. So anyway, you guys, you know, I've been asking the Lord this morning, you know, what does it really mean 
to be a son or daughter of God, you know? That that alone has its own truth, right? I couldn't even think of a word, honestly, that could go with it because as I reflected on my own life, um, being a daughter meant being a parent to my mom and dad. You know what I mean? Like, so I never really got to understand the the benefits of being a daughter in that way because I was always thinking, I felt like I was always thinking for my parents, you know, um, being at such a young age. Like I said, you guys, I was five years old. I think I was like kindergarten and I would sit my dad down and just try to talk to him, you know, cause I'm trying to get some peace. I just want to go to sleep cause I got to go to kindergarten in the morning, first grade, you know, kindergarten, first grade, I think kindergarten, first, second grade, you know, and second grade, I think is around the time when, uh, you know, CPS and stuff want to start getting involved a little bit. And that's when my mom was like, um, yeah, are you talking to people? And I've shared that story with you guys, but you know, it's relevant when you look at your own life and, and what you believe about God, as far as him being a father, sometimes it's hard for us to really grasp it because our, our life is colored through our experiences. And sometimes our experiences suck, you know? So just asking the Lord, okay, Lord, with all those things aside, no bias, not my experience, right? Not my understanding, but how do you, how do I need to understand what it means from your perspective, right? Not from my perspective, because my experience, my perspective is limited, but you know, Lord, help me to understand what does that mean to be your daughter? What truth is needed to be revealed, right? Um, we know that God's word says all kinds of things, right? Are ours. He goes, all things are ours, right? You know, we don't have to worry. We can ask and receive, you know, God hears us. And if we know that he hears us, oh man, I love that scripture. I think it's first John, you guys, first John five. Can't really remember. It's in First John somewhere. Okay, I think it's either chapter four or five. But it was just that whole idea of if you know that God hears you, whatever you ask, and you know that He's heard you, that you're gonna have it, right? And I was like, wow, are you convinced in your life right now that God hears you? Isn't that amazing? Like when you just think about it for a second, to know that God hears you. You know, and think about the times in your life where you were trying to talk to somebody, talk to your parents or whatever, and they're not really hearing you and how frustrated you would get because you're like, gosh, if you don't hear me, this ain't going to get done. You know what I mean? And so I'm just like, wow, do we understand that God hears us? And why do I think he doesn't hear me? Is it because the way other people respond to me? Again, am I letting other people's responses dictate my relationship with God? Because the, the what is it? What? What is that scripture? It's, it's in Romans, I think. Me and my husband were talking about this, um, I think like last weekend or whatever, over the weekend. I think it was, it was over the weekend. Yeah, it was like Saturday morning. Um, let God be true and every man a liar. Right? I mean, just keeping that man a liar in a sense of our experiences are not always truth. They're truth in a sense, but the conclusions we come to sometimes about ourselves and God is not true. Right? Especially if our conclusions say that God doesn't hear us or he's not faithful or serving God's a burden or you're worthless or you're not doing enough or you know what I'm saying that's why it's really important to understand the meanings we attach but we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more today you guys when we talk about just being for somebody but just you know asking yourself do I know God hears me okay the other thing I was thinking about I was, I've been reading through Joshua um, I think I'm going to read through that you know probably the rest of the month or whatever and, um, you know, just asking God, you know, what do you want me to grasp out of this thing, Lord? What do you want me to grab a hold of? How do I have the confidence of Joshua to go into the promised land, to go to this next transition, you guys, um, you know, in your spiritual life? I hope you guys are asking God 
what season am I in and what do I need to be preparing for? You know, how do I need to be shifting my mindset? You guys, um, I think I've shared with you on the podcast before kind of the process of being in the wilderness and, and what that is really like in the function. I don't know if I have or not. I'm sure one day I'll do a podcast on it. Um, I should probably write that down and, you know, just make sure uh, wilderness experience. No, 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 no joke, you guys. This is really important. Um, I want to be able to unpack that for you guys more and more. But, you know, just looking at your life, Lord, what stage am I at? How does my mindset need to shift? How do I need to see you in a greater way to let your glory shine through your purpose, your promises? How do I need to shift? Right. And so as I was reading through Joshua and kind of thinking about his dynamic of going into the promised land and then me kind of reflecting on my life, what that next stage is going to look like. I noticed this, you know, thing with God telling him, you know, obeying all of his laws, right? And and then that scripture popped into my mind about Jesus talking about the greatest commands, right? And he goes, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And then that other scripture popped in my mind that, you know, we did not love him, he loved us first. So that I was like, you know, you cannot love God, you know, with all your heart until you receive the love that God has for you. Isn't it not, it isn't, how can I say this? Isn't, is it, is it not so much more vulnerable to be in a position where you have to receive from somebody versus giving, right? But in, in our relationship with God, it has to be that order, right? Because we recognize that we don't have the ability, right, to, to give sometimes things we need to give. We have to be able to receive that from the all-knowing one first, right? The one who has perfect love, perfect knowledge, perfect wisdom. We're designed to receive from him first, right? God's going to give to us what we need. He just wants us to ask him for it, right? But, you know, the one of the greatest commands, right? Because sometimes you can look at, you know, if you're reading the Old Testament, you're reading Joshua, and you're like, oh my gosh, follow these laws. What did Jesus say the greatest two laws were, right? Number one, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So let that be the foundation of your life. Are you loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? And if you have anything in your heart, I can tell you, I can tell you right now, you know, you're not loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. If you're not really believing him for who he is and his ability to produce nothing but good in your life. If, if you have a promise of God and you're kind of like, mm, but, or you say something, like, mm, you know, that little thing in your heart, you guys don't want to say it because I, I feel it too. You know, that's why I talk like this. If I'm talking about, you know, really taking the kingdom of heaven by force and there's anything in me that goes, mm, by resistance, I'm like, okay, that's an, that's an indicator. Okay, Lord, what is that? What is that? Because that is that is going to hinder me. So be comfortable with your hindrances in a sense of just acknowledging them, right? Maybe what emotion is, is stuck there, right? You know, what what things are, are you feeling that are separating you, right? It could be fear, it could be shame, but always go back to the first, the way that God dealt with the first sinner, right? He brought Adam out of his fear and out of his shame by just saying, hey, where'd you go? You know, and so we got to remember that about God. Hey, where'd you go? Hey, where'd you go? You know what I mean? That's that's always his approach is, hey, where'd you go? Who told you that? Huh, okay. You know what I mean? So, um, love your neighbor as yourself. Again, um, that's the second command, but you got to do the first one first, right? Um, because if you don't, if you're not receiving from God, and you're not accepting, then you might be a little prideful. Right. And then you might go ahead and try to love your num- your neighbor to try to demonstrate your love for God. But without having the love of God in your heart, does that make sense? It's like the Pharisees, you know, they did all these things they were supposed to do, but they didn't have the love of God in their heart. And that's what Jesus was getting on them for. 
you know, so just making sure that you accepted the love and grace of God first, and then you go out and you do those things. Because here's the thing, y'all, when you love, when you let God love you the way that he wants to, that is a natural default to love your neighbor as yourself, right? You ain't even, you ain't even got to reinvent the wheel, so to speak, because, you know, you're operating in the mind and heart of God and the love of God will compel you, right? So you don't have to like do anything, so to speak. You just have to be, accept, and then as you do that, God will bring things to the surface, right? It's a relationship. God will bring things to your mind, things you want to do, things you're excited about, ways you want to pour out the grace of God. You'll be inspired by the love of God. It's not going to be a, oh, crap, man. I better just go out and love people. Dang it, man. <laughs> so um, anyway, you guys, just, you know, asking God to help me kind of grow in, the, in that mindset because you guys, you know, if he don't come back anytime soon, right? I mean, if, if we still got work to do, then we got to have the mindset to do the work he wants us to do. The work should not be a burden. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. It should be a joy. Um, it should fuel us. It should fulfill us. It should give us peace. You know, our zeal should be ever increasing and burning. Um, you know, just the discipline and the hat and just all this stuff, man, it all flows together. So anyway, guys, let's go ahead and get in this conversation. Kind of excited to share it with you today. Oh, what was that? Um, I have my life coaching notebook here and all the questions I asked you guys last week, they all just kind of fell out there. Anyway, so... Let's talk about, you know, just being, right? The practice of uh, being for others, okay? Being for others. Let's talk about that. All right, so basically it's very simple. Being fully present with people that they can be completely open and honest with us, right? Isn't that what we want? We talked about that in the Connection and Authenticity podcast that released on April 6th. You know, if you guys missed that, go check it out. It was so good. Just talking about, are we compromising our authenticity for the sake of a connection? And are we willing to be uh, to others what we expect others to be for us? You know, we talked about the consequences of, of uh, you know, set, laying, prioritizing your connection over your authenticity, right? So you guys go check that out. It was uh, definitely a really good conversation, a really great reminder for me, encouraging me to continue to always uh, maintain my my authenticity over my connections, right? Because you don't you want to know who you're in relationship with, like truly, um, you know, and I shared some stories basically of how I was. And so you guys go check out that podcast. So um, listen, you know, listening carefully to what the people, are, you know, in our life are actually saying, you know. Um, so I think that's really, really important. Uh, one thing that the, my life coach brought up in the course that I went through, um, I kind of was revisiting it and he brought up something about immediacy and that was basically saying what we see and, and not, not from our perspective, but reflecting back what you are hearing people say for the sake of clarification. You're asking questions about body language, you know, you're mirroring them. You have no agenda. You're just, if they say something, you're asking them a question. Well, well what do you mean by that? Right? Um, you're, you're trying to get clear on what they mean, not what you think they mean. And we're going to get into that a little bit more, you guys. Um, let me turn the page here. So, you know, the art of just being with people, right? The practice of, of being with others. Okay. That's what we're going to call it. The practice of being with others. You know, asking questions and seeking to understand the words that they're actually trying to communicate. You know what I mean? Because here's the problem. We don't always have the same meaning attached to the words that we, we're all using when we're communicating. You know, one, 
one, you might use it a completely different way than the way I do, right? Different context, different experiences. Heck, I used to use words in the completely wrong context, what, what didn't even know what it meant. Like, you know, condemnation. I didn't know what condemnation meant. I didn't even know what shame meant. You know, so if you don't, if you're just using words and you don't know what they mean, or you use a word and you have a meaning and then someone else thinks it means something different, they apply it differently, you wonder why, you know, we get kind of that conflict in relationships, right? Because we don't know what that person means, or we don't even try to ask them. We just assert our assumptions. You know, I've been there, done that in my relationships, you guys, over the years. You know, I'm going to say probably the last. I'm going to say three to five years, I've really have been seeking to just kind of grow out of that because I don't want to compromise again, my connections because I wasn't able, I was not operating in my authenticity, right? When you're not honest with people, when you're not letting, you know, who you are on the inside manifest itself on the outside, you know, your inward outward man is consistent. When you're not consistent, you are going to put off a, a false image you're going to be duplicit with people right i mean it's a form of duplicity when you think about it um and you know what who wants to be in a relationship with an actor i sure the heck don't want to be i was an actor in relationships in the church for a while because i again i was always prioritizing my connections over my authenticity i wanted to be connected with people you know and so but because of that you know, when I finally decided that I needed to be honest, the people were like, whoa, it was like shockwaves. I was like, wow. Okay, I really didn't know who I was dealing with. You know, so I made a decision that, you know, I'm going to ask questions I want to ask. I'm going to be consistent. Um, I'm not going to compromise for any, any reason at all because I lived like that for, gosh, you guys. I'm going to say, I'm going to say like my whole life up until, you know, six years ago, you know, so, you know, just clarifying that, right? If you're going to sit there and, and practice being with a person, are you able to ask questions and are you seeking to understand the words that they're using when they're trying to communicate? So, and here's the deal, you guys, I know this and I'm sure you do too. When you're talking to somebody and you kind of have that thing, like what, like that question in your heart, like, you know, that disconnect. A lot of times I didn't always pay attention to that. You know, if I felt a certain way all of a sudden, I was like, whoa, what the heck? And but I never oh I never had the courage to ask because number one, as like I said, I was constantly prioritizing the connection over the authenticity. And I didn't want to hear maybe what the answer really was because I couldn't stand the pain of wow, maybe this connection isn't what I think it is. I would hold on to connections, unhealthy connections, just for the sake of having a connection. Again, I learned that being with my mom. My mom was connected to very unhealthy relationships consistently, you guys. So I learned that that was normal, right? That was what long suffering was like. Understanding, compassion, twisted view. But you guys, that's that's what I learned, okay? So again, conflict usually comes when we haven't asked what was meant. And then we go ahead and insert our implied assumptions or judgments. What's an assumption, right? It's what you think the person means without questioning what you think it means. You just insert what you think it means because you've heard this before or you've had this experience with this person or maybe you've had this experience before in the past. This person has nothing to do with it, but you can like read it a mile away. 
But it's like, what do you really know about somebody unless you ask? If you're not asking the questions, you know, you may have been through a similar situation and you and you may have a type of discernment, but how true is your discernment if it's not questioned? Remember, we talked about that in another podcast. How do you know that your perception is true? When you are willing to let your perception be tested, right? When you're willing to ask questions. And I asked the Lord over the weekend, you guys, this just came to my mind. I said, Lord, you know, protect me from being deceived, right? Because Jesus said, you know, if it's possible, even the elect could be deceived. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be deceived. So I'm like, Lord, what do we do? And it was like, by the questions you ask. It's like, you know what? When you're talking to somebody, there's going to be things that are going to kind of come up in your mind and in your heart. And that is a way that that is a way you can protect yourself, right? That's going to protect you. The only deception that can ever happen in your life is things that you do not know, right? That manipulation that happens. So things you're unaware of. Nobody can take advantage of you if you know and ask questions. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? You're testing, you're testing your perception. You're testing the assumptions that are being made, the judgments. Do you not want to be on a firm, secure, steadfast foundation in your relationships with people? Right? So this is the process. And a lot of people might get uncomfortable with this, but you know what? This is where I'm headed. This is what I'm doing. And this is what I've come to understand through practice that this is what really builds solid connection. You know, because I've experienced the, the chaos of, you know, not being honest with people and then hurting people. Right. I've done that, too, because, you know, I, I didn't ask the questions I should have asked because sometimes you kind of do know you're like, wow, this person's really closed off. That's usually not a good sign. But, you know, I'll just kind of wait it out and see what happens and see if it'll change a little bit. And, you know, this or that. And, you know, years go down the road and still kind of the same old thing. And you're like, wow, you know, nothing's really changed. They're still kind of closed off. But, you know, I know they've been hurt a lot. and They've been going through some stuff. So you know, I'll just go ahead and just give it some more time. And then you give it a couple more years. And you're like, wow, okay, what's going on here? And then you address it and the person's like, whoa. Yeah, it's like, oh. Um, yeah, we got to talk about this, right? Because if you're miserable in a relationship, it's only because you are not being honest. Very simple. You have no integrity. Yeah, I just said that. Yes, I totally just did. If you cannot be honest with other people, you have lost all your integrity. Because that's what integrity is, right? Being true. You know, being true from the inside out. So, friends, let's continue. If we fail to communicate the assumptions we filled in place of what you meant, right? So you're having a conversation with somebody. And you're talking to them. And then you kind of have that thing that comes over you. You're like, huh. What did they mean by that, right? That kind of questioning, that confusion, that that little thing in your heart that kind of goes, what? You know what I mean? Two things are going to happen in that place. In that space, you're either going to fill it in with your assumption, okay? Or you're going to ask the question, okay? So if we fail to communicate the assumptions we filled in, in place of what we meant, if you don't tell somebody the assumption you made, because like I said, not everybody's going to communicate with you. If they're not communicating, you're going to insert some type of meaning in your head to what they meant. If you're not questioning that meaning that you've attached, right, that you have not questioned and asked that person, you're going to get conflict and hurt and betrayal, right? It's, it's created intentionally or unintentionally. You know, I, I know that I've hurt people unintentionally. I, I know I have, guaranteed, like for real, straight up, not even going to lie, you know, I, I did it unintentional because I really thought I was doing the best thing by not saying the things that I was seeing. 
I was making excuses for them instead of asking the question that needed to be asked. I was more worried about, you know, how I was thinking, how, you know, I didn't want to be seen as a jerk by asking certain questions, you know, whatever. But what what are we going to do, you guys? Like, seriously, I don't, I don't want to be a person that's going to insert my assumptions when I haven't even ran it by that person. What kind of relationship do you have if you're not even willing to question the information that you're using to build the relationship, right? So, do you assume intentions or ask to establish them? Uh, hold on, you guys. What does my handwriting say? Oh, between the other person. Do you assume intentions or do you ask to establish the intentions between the other person, right? So you can ask the question, hey, what did you mean by that? You can you can let the other person you're trying to communicate establish the intentions for you, right? This is what I meant. This is what I was trying to say. This is what this meant. This is what this meant, right? Or if that person isn't doing that and you sense that, if you don't ask and say, hey, this is what I'm sensing. This is what I'm thinking. What did you mean? You know, you can go ahead and just put whatever you want in there, but you ain't really going to have a solid relationship, right? So... As you're talking to somebody, you guys, it's very, very simple, right? Just ask somebody a question, right? Hey, how's your day going? Oh, it went really crappy. Crappy, huh? What'd that mean? Oh, yeah, so-and-so did this and this or this or that. Oh, okay. How'd that make you feel? You know what I mean? And just asking questions, understanding where they're coming from, okay? And say what you see, right? I can see that, you know, you got a smile on your face today. I can see you look upset today. I can see that you're frustrated, you know, whatever. And then when they say words, if you don't know what they mean by that, hey, what did you mean by that? Say this, oh, what did you mean by that? Some people might not like that, but you know what? I would rather be in a relationship with somebody who's going to ask me those questions and actually try to establish the truth instead of them trying to be some all-knowing God in some type of way, asserting their judgments, their assumptions. You guys, I've done that in relationships too because I wasn't comfortable with asking these tough questions at times because I wanted to preserve the connection over my own authenticity. Been there, done that, you guys. And as you go back to the podcast from last Thursday, kind of the three mindset, um, I break down uh, what it means to be genuine. And I think it's super important. Being genuine, did you know being genuine is part of building trust in a relationship? The quickest way you can destroy all your trust is not to be genuine, to be two-faced, to, right? to speak at two sides of the tongue. God forbid we are that way, you guys. I'm like, Lord, mm -mm. nope, I cannot be that way, Lord. I don't want to be that way for people. I hope you guys feel the same way. So I've got one minute left on this podcast, you guys. I know I unloaded a lot on you today, but, you know, I think this is really important. If we want to grow and mature, if we want to grow in freedom, whatever your values are, and if you want to have quality relationships with people, these are the kind of skills that we're going to have to have. This is a process. Give yourself grace for it. Have a conversation. Hey, these are the things I've been listening to. These are the things that I'm thinking. I've never heard it before. What do you think about this? This is really challenging me. You know, whatever. Like, start getting it out in the open and having these conversations with the people that you love the most. Because, you know what? People who love each other actually want to grow and get better. And we got to learn to give people the benefit of the doubt that way, you guys. So, anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the day. Um, I will be back on here tomorrow. I think we're going to be talking about kind of unhealthy things in relationships like communication so i'm kind of looking forward to sharing that with you guys anyway i love you so much you guys thanks for listening to the podcast and i will see you guys tomorrow